This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Get excited about today's guest whose innovative approach to parenting is sure to teach you how to build an unshakable foundation your kiddos can launch from. Before we dive in, don't forget to click on the subscribe or following button for this podcast. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, be sure to do that. You can find me at Nikki Odin. And of course, remember that you can show your support for this podcast by clicking on the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. And now let's meet our guest. Today's guest is a wife, mom to four teen and tween daughters, a dreamer, adventurer, servant, multipreneur, forever student, and a devoted teacher. But her ride or die passion is her work as a family life and leadership coach. Coming from a career background in marine mammal sciences, behavioral work, and a host of big life experiences, both great and not so great, She decided that designing a life of purpose and freedom was how she and her husband, along with their four daughters, wanted to live. Her work and passions exist in the realms of family and leadership because she believes that a family filled with creativity, fun, laughter, challenge, adventure, problem-solving, hugs, good food, and learning can not only change a person's life, but is the best chance at positively changing the world. She helps families build self-led discipline and leadership into their homes to set their children up for a wildly successful life on their terms and elevate the family experience with big joy, palpable peace, and everyday growth. With a lifelong passion and curiosity in thought, choice, behavior, and growth, she has found incredible joy in helping families shift perspective, find answers, and a path forward. Find her on Facebook at the 6570 Project, connect with her on Instagram at Nellie Harden, or on her website, NellieHarden.com. Get excited! Welcome to the show, Nellie Harden. Thank you so, so much. It's so funny to hear all of those things. I'm, I like travel through my my life as I'm listening to those. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny, but it's all all you. Oh, it you is. It is. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on here today. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I absolutely love your mission. And I'm so intrigued by the 6570 Project. It's such an innovative way to look at your time with your kids. And I know most of our listeners probably haven't heard of it before. So can you tell us more about it? Absolutely. 
Well, it came to me, um, uh, gosh, probably about 12 years ago or so. And it really is the idea of, um, this time that we have with them. So 6570 is 6,570 days. That's how many days are in 18 years. So when I look at that, I really become so much more intentional in every single day. And I had heard of, you know, 18 summers, right? Um, and I've heard some people talk about that before, but then I was like, yeah, summer's great, but what about, uh, February 1st? You know, I don't know. What about, what about the, uh, you know, the droning on, uh, you know, all the the morning whirlwind, the grind, right? Exactly. And I was like, I don't want that time to just fly by and live for summer, right? I want to live for every single day because I'm going to need every single one of those days to grow myself as a parent, grow myself as myself, and help mm-hmm. grow my kids as they are in this 6570, this runway to adulthood. Right. And so it, just focusing on summers wasn't gonna, going to be it. And I actually heard about that after I had come up with the 6570, but even so I was like, oh, I, you know, I can't just focus on summers. It is really 6,570 days. And guess what? It started back on day one and I'm already in it. And so, um, every once in a while I go in and I just ask, you know, whatever, whatever technical device I have around, uh, you know, whether it be an Alexa or or Google or whatever. And I, I ask how many days, has it been since fill in the birth date of, you know, right. one of my kids? And it's, it's very eye opening because I'm like, okay, wow, I'm, you know, this many days in, I'm this many days in. I have a 16 year old and we just passed day 6,000 not too long ago, oh which gosh. was like a, I know it was like a, oh gosh, I'm in my last like group, you know, at 65, 70. And, um, so, and we talked about that, you know, uh, her and I and, and what that means and everything. She's a junior in high school uh, now, which seems so crazy because in my head, she's still eight, you know? I know. Um, so yeah, my daughters are 16, 14, 14 twins and 12. And um, so yeah, we need every single one of those days. And when you can really come at parenthood with, okay, I have a job and I call it a, it's a project. So it's a 6570 family project because I call parents architects, uh, yep. because we are designing and planning and building the beginning of someone else's life, really the foundation that they are going to use on autopilot for the rest of their life. And so if that, the 6570 is our greatest project that we'll ever have as these family architects. That's amazing. And it's so empowering. Think about that as you're listening to this, how powerful you are and the impact you're having on these humans who are going to go out there and then have an impact in turn on the world. And you only have 6,570 days with each of them before they launch. Exactly. It's it's really kind of, it really puts it in perspective. Yes. And I always say like, you're, you're not going to not be their parent anymore after the 6570, but think about it. it. When you're within the 6570, you are the guide. You are shaping them. You are helping them through every single day after the 6570 or about, you know, it's not like you kick them out on, on their 18th <laughs> birthday or anything. <laughs> but um, after that, you're more of a resource, right? Mm-hmm. You're someone that they come to when there is a need. You are someone that is more ancillary. You are not 
in it with them every single day. And so that's a huge difference. The 6570 really is our largest impactful and influential time that we can have in their lives. And it also happens to be the time that they are building the foundation that the rest of their life is going to depend on. So it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So this begs the question for those of us who are listening and are like, well, dang, I'm on day 5,000. So (laughs) what what do I do now? (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I help uh, families do. So we have the 6570. And it doesn't matter if you're on day, you know, 1000 or one, or, uh, don't typically talk to people on day one. They're busy. Um, right. but, <laughs> in the hospital, probably. Right, right. Um, or on day, you know, 6000, I want to take families and, and ask you, what do you want to get out of this 6570? Okay. As a family, what do you want your child to take with them? packed in their, you know, proverbial bag of skill sets, mindsets, all of these, what do you want them to take with them? What do you want in that foundation for the rest of their life, right? And what do you want as parents, right? This is 18 years of your life as well. And I want, you know, I don't want any parent to ever look back and just say, oh, that was that period where I was like taking care of kids, quote unquote, right? No, you're growing right alongside them. And so, especially today, because us as parents, we have to learn how to parent kids in this new, you know, generation and new world uh, that is being formed daily, uh, just as they're learning how to be a person in this world that's being formed daily. So um, anyway, it's a growth experience for parents, for kids, and a family as a whole. So if I can help you visualize and get very attainable outcomes or a destination, if you will, then we can build the map to get there. And that's what we do together. I absolutely love that. And I love the idea of we're growing together because I think a lot of times moms can lose themselves and lose their identities in taking care of kids and motherhood and not stopping to think about I only have this much time. And 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 at the same time, it is a long time to right. not be growing yourself and to be growing along with your kids. And it's, it's such a great, well-rounded way to look at family life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you're growing, and when you can be vulnerable to that fact that you're growing along with your kids, and I mean, that is one of the biggest keys of parenting, especially, especially today, is being vulnerable to the fact of, you know, I don't know anything because all of the stuff that you're dealing with literally didn't exist when I was a kid. Right. Um, but what you're dealing with is actually a human connection problem. And I have loads of stories for that. So let's, let's sit down and I can help you guide, guide through that. You know, I know you were ghosted on texting. Uh, that didn't <laughs> exist when I was, right. you know. <laughs> When I was, you know, this age or what have you, but I was ignored before and it really made me feel, you know, terrible. And this is what I did about it. And so being vulnerable to the fact that you don't know everything, but still connecting through their stories. And that takes massive amounts of communication. And that is understanding, uh, getting this mutual language that is happening. There's so many families out there 
that the kids are speaking and the parents don't understand and the parents are speaking and the kids don't understand. It's like going right. to a foreign country right. and, you know, trying to take a tour from someone that doesn't speak <laughs> your language. And you're like, it's frustrating. I no yeah, I'm supposed to be getting a lot out of this. I know, but I have no idea what they're saying. And I see that all the time. And so really, really deep diving into communication, uh, you know, what's going in, what's coming out, body language, tone, um, right. attitude, all those things is so important. So we can get a family all speaking the same language so we can have those conversations with that vulnerability and connection. And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. It's so important. I think a lot of times it's easy to be like, well, kids these days, or I, we just don't understand each other, but having that to being intentional. I love being intentional with every aspect of your life and the way you parent because Life is not happening to you. Motherhood's not happening to you. You play an active role in everything you experience. So being deliberate and on purpose about that and how you communicate and how you connect is, is absolutely vital, I think. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, that, that, I'm um, saying kids these days, right? Yeah. That is, that is so typical that I hear so, so often. Like I'll be sitting, my husband and I go on a date every Friday, um, uh, for lunch and, there's just some times that I'll be sitting in town or what have you. And I'll, I'll hear that a lot, you know, kids these days. And, but so here's the thing. No one is going to step up and get to know your kid the way that you will, right? right. No one. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't, who will? And so kids these days, you really just need to narrow in and say, my kid today. Right? Yeah, I, so like, take, I love that. Yeah, take it out of these kids today and bring it into my kid today and just focus on that. You don't have to understand, you know, the 1,000 students in your kid's class or what have you, but you do really need to understand your kid because that's your kid is your responsibility in order yep. to, you know, follow them through on this runway to adulthood. Well, speaking of my kids today, I calculated it and I am oh. on day 3,415 with my daughter Aww. and day 2,881 with my son. Wow. So yeah. I've never really thought about it before. It almost makes me want to cry thinking about like, it feels like not a lot of time left, but I know, I mean, they're, they're seven and nine. So I know yeah, I, yeah. I do have a lot of time left, but I have a lot of time has also elapsed. Yeah. So it's just, it's a fascinating perspective. I want to encourage everyone to do that. Yeah. It's very, very eye-opening when you do because you're like, okay, you know what? And every day is a new day to wake up and do something different. And so if you mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, I deal with um, a lot of families that might have had divorce or, or single parenting and the, and the parent is just all about, oh my goodness, like I've just been surviving for so long. Yeah. And that's part of not single parenting, but just surviving is part of my own story, right? We get stuck in this in this herd mentality of, you know, and listening to the 
the outside world, right? We're living outside in instead of inside out. And so for me, back in 2010 is when we had our big wake up moment. Within five weeks of each other, we had um, uh, my husband was in heart surgery. We didn't know if he'd make oh, it. Man. And then one of my twins had a non fatal drowning accident. Um, and we oh didn't gosh. know if she was going to make it all within five weeks of each other in 2010. That was our like snap out of it, get out mm-hmm. of the herd, go yep. on your own path. And you have to stop comparing yourself to anyone else and any other family because no one else is you. And um, so that was really out. That was when we veered away. And ironically, that I didn't really even realize it until later on, but that's when I started blogging and teaching. I had this whole um, platform called Consolidating Chaos back then. Um, And it was just fun. I mean, I had four kids, four and under. So, you know, there was a lot of chaos. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, but uh, it was just, it was just an eye-opening moment, but making sure that each one of those days um, you have intentionality. And if you haven't, it's okay because now you know, and now you can. Well, let's talk about what you were just saying where you stopped comparing. Yeah. Because I think that's a big thing. You know, even right now, some moms might be like comparing themselves to you, have, having not known Don't. about the 6570. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm on day 5,000. I'm on day 5,500, whatever it is. And, yeah. you know, I wish I had been like her and done what she's been doing with her with her family. So how how do you stop that beast and that monster? Because I think as moms, we all do it and it never, ever ends up well. No. And the thing is, you're never going to get there completely. At least I, I've never experienced not, you know, it's always something that you have to say no to. It's not something that doesn't enter your brain, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when I see, you know, these other moms, these other women, these other, you know, every families or what have you. And I'm like, Oh, look at that. Oh, stop it, Nelly. Just stop it. You know, <laughs> and it always has to be something I turn my back to be and turn myself back to my own path. Right. And if you think it's too late, you're not, it's not, we've all seen these stories and read these stories about these, you know, it's sad during the life, but then in the last moments, you know, the parents like 96 years old and saying mm-hmm. goodbye and reconnecting with their kid that's in their, I don't know, you know, seventies or what have you. And they do it at the last minute. It's never too late, but, so true. but right. let's take advantage of that. Like when you know better, you mm-hmm. can do better. Um, knowledge isn't, uh, you know, knowledge isn't going to do anything, but actually doing something with that knowledge will. And so now that you know, you can take another step forward and, and launch into, you know, what am I going to do? Who can I find that's going to help me do this? And that's another thing with that comparison too, is you think you need to do it all on your own and you don't, right? Right. There's, there's a team that is living within your home, right? Your, your spouse or maybe not your spouse, but your kids. Um, I'm assuming you have kids if you're listening to this, right? right. And, um, so that is part of your team. And there's been so many great moments that I've had with my kids when I'm not having a good day and they're like, Hey, mom, you know, it's okay. Uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be better or you know what? Now's going to be better. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. so you have a team there, but also finding coaches and mentors along the way. And I started that back in 2010, I started finding different coaches and mentors and um, finding what worked and what didn't. And then I started uh, formulating something that I, I wanted to formulate something that worked for everybody. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, but anyway, my point is, 
with comparison, A, you don't have to do it on your own and B, just focus on your own road because like fingerprints, every family is different. Every person is different and you're all going to have a different destination. I mean, you have to, we live in a very diverse world. And if we all did the same thing, the world would fall apart, right? We (laughs) have to, we have to all have different roads in order for the world to actually work. Well, you know, I think you said a couple of things there that are really powerful. And number one is that you're not doing it alone. I love how in tune your kids are with this 6570 project. They understand like for you to celebrate with your daughter that she she was on day 6000, she's aware of that too. It's not like yeah. you're just writing in a journal like, "Oh, we're on day 6000." No, she gets it, right? She's <laughs> like, "I'm I'm launching in 570 days." Yes. And I think that's so important to to point out that you have this open dialogue with your kids about how much time they have with you, what it means, and that we as a family are going to be intentional and deliberate about the time that we have left, you know, before you you leave the coop, so to speak. And then also that, you know, you guys can be a team when, say, somebody's having a bad day or you, you feel like you, you maybe aren't handling this parenting thing well. It, I think that all stems from that open dialogue, that awareness, and that accountability that that you have with yourself but you're be, you're teaching that to your kids you're modeling yeah. that for them and to see that reflected back on days that you're not doing your best is like I, that's that that must be amazing you know it reminds so the other night taco tuesday you know we all yep. have the taco tuesday so we yep, were we having uh nachos the other night and uh i homeschool uh my kids and so my oldest is in um she's doing a dual enrollment with college high school uh, right now but the other three are still homeschooled and i started them we did the gamut we've done every schooling possible we've done <laughs> private pu- my husband and i are pu- total like public school kids through and through we, so we this, are too. like yeah okay so this like threw us through a loop to try and like wait a second and it uh, that's a that's a whole other uh you know topic of why we did that and but it's been this is year seven for us of homeschooling oh, wow. uh, and we did it for four years with my oldest and now we're in year seven with the other three but my point is um I don't know how it came up I think we, uh we have a test uh today that the kids are doing in science and um it's very humbling by the way side note to you know teach uh proton electron and <laughs> you know atomic theory you know um and i have a biology degree but even so i'm like okay you know talk about learning along with your kids you learn along yes. with your kids when you're homeschooling holy cow um but anyway so i i we're just sitting at the table and i was like you know i think about some of those early years of homeschooling back in 2015 is when we started And I'm like, you know, if I saw myself now, then I know I probably wouldn't be proud of myself, you know, with some of the, uh, some of the times I would, you know, lose my cool or, you know, not teach in a very, you know, um, uh, in a graceful way or what have you. And my oldest just looks at me and she's like, it's okay, mom. It's called personal growth. You're much better now. So it's all good. And I was like, amazing. Thanks. You know? (laughs) No, but that's good parenting, right? Like she, she sees that and she recognizes what that looks like. So as she goes forward, when she leaves in two years ish, year and a half, she's going to, she's going to crave that. She's going to be attracted to that and she's going to continue to perpetuate it. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, I, at least they recognize I tried and it's, it's important for them to recognize that I recognize that mm-hmm. I wasn't the best then because so many kids think they're, think their parents 
think they have everything together. Where the parents are, like you are, or like you, not you are, but like you were saying, like secretly journaling, like I had a really bad day. (laughs) I did, you know, I was terrible to my kids today. But actually getting out and telling your kids that is so profound. Mm -hmm. So they know, okay, mom is actually human and she makes mistakes too. And then she resolves those mistakes is so important for those kids to see because they're going to mess up. They do mess up, right? Right. And so having having you be the mirror of, okay, so I messed up today. I lost my cool. I'm mm-hmm. really sorry about that. I really could have handled it better. I apologize and I'm going to do better next time, right? And they'll be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get how to do this whole resolve thing now. Yep. I, I, I'm a big proponent of experiencing your emotions. And so I tell my kids, when you're angry, be angry. It's okay. You just you cannot disrespect anyone. You, know, you right. can't hurt anyone or destroy anything. So my son one day with those parameters in mind was really angry about something that I wouldn't let him play on his iPad. <laughs> and I hear this banging in his room and I just kind of open the door and peek in and he has this foam sword and he's whacking his closet door. I was like, you're right, buddy. He's like, I'm getting my anger out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. So, and then the other day that I I had to get my anger out. So, he, so he has that connection because I always tell them, get out your anger because I don't want anything to fester. I want them to be human. I don't want them to feel like they have to be perfect or stuff things or, you know, always keep it together because sometimes we do need to lose it. Mm. And this guy cut me off and I was so angry and I was like really saying some nasty things in the car <laughs> and they're like, mommy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Mommy's angry. Mommy had to get it out. I'm sorry. I, should have chosen maybe a different time to do this. <laughs> but I I did I I was angry and I needed to get it out. And they were like, we get that. Yeah, I get that. And they're, you know, seven and nine. So I think you're absolutely right that you know, you you have to be upfront about it. Yeah. Because then otherwise they don't have those skills. And when it's time for them to parent or be adults or, you know, handle these situations, it's like everything was a secret because you were always yes. trying to keep it together and be, you know, perfect mom. And then they never got to learn from you falling down and getting back up how they do it themselves. Absolutely. And that's where we, the whole industrial revolution, we had the fifties, right? We had the leave it to beaver moms. Right. And, everything. Yes. and then we had, you know, this generation that was totally falling apart because they didn't know how to deal with their emotions and everything. And then we had more closeted emotions because of, and it was this, this weird cycle. Cycle. And, and it's like, okay, when are, when is the generational cycle going to break? And we actually just talk about things in a nice and calm manner. And so one of the things, uh, I, I agree too, you know, you can't leave them, uh, leave all your emotions inside. They will fester and they just turn to this like black hole inside. Mm-hmm. And so we write a lot of letters. Um, oh, that's great. And so, uh, not, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, one of my, uh, twins, um, she's 14 and she was really upset about something and made some poor choices. And so I was like, okay, well, so here's the thing. You can't, uh, I don't even remember what we did that night, but you can't do this, but I do want you to go up to your room and I would like a one page paper over what is going on inside of your head right now. Because when they can sit down and they can actually put pen to paper, it makes those thoughts slow down in order mm-hmm. to get out of their hand and come onto paper. Totally. And agree. then this, this beautiful like work that we get later is filled with all the underlying things because what they're throwing a fit about is not what they're upset about, right? Of course not, right? Of course not. It's about something that happened that you don't even know about or something that's just much deeper um, that you do know is going on but is bothering them that day or what have you. 
And so then you get this beautiful, you know, uh, thought process written on paper that then you can actually have a discussion about and get to the root of what is going on. Um, when did you start doing that with them? How old were they? Oh, honestly, when they could start writing. Like, okay, that's um, awesome. Yeah, when they could start writing. So, you know, it doesn't make sense. There's run-on sentences and you have <laughs> right. to phonetically sound out everything, but it's right. cool. You know, you can figure it out. And um, just because I wanted to get them used to, uh, A, handwriting. <laughs> and, <laughs> Look at you, homeschool mom. Yeah, I'm like handwriting and, you know, just calm thought processes and, and being able to formulate thoughts and get them out. Because so many times kids, like, it's like this traffic jam trying to get out of their mouth, right? They have 97 thoughts trying to get out of one space and they it all comes out wrong and it's partial sentences and no one knows what's going on. We've always been big on communication. Even when the kids, before they could speak, we did sign language in the house and it changed the game. I saw mm-hmm. friends of mine's uh, kids throwing fits all the time Right, and it was really, yes, they, it was really because they could not get their point across. I can honestly say, and this is not a tooting my own horn thing at all. Like we never Toot experienced, <laughs> no, we never experienced fits. We didn't. And I was like, okay, we got lucky with one kid. Well, did we get lucky with three kids or is there something we're actually doing, you know? Oh, and four kids now. I mean, I'm not to say they don't ever have bad behavior because they do. I mean, they are kids. They have yeah, bad, they're experimenting and what have you. But I'm talking about those like those one and one to three year old like massive fits you'd see in the grocery store or whatever where right. they can't talk and get what they want out. Um, we didn't experience that just because they would, you know, more food, drink, want, you know, all of these things, those basics, I mean, we weren't like carrying on, you know, encyclopedia conversations and sign language or anything, but they did have all their basic um, needs and wants that they could get across to us um, from the very beginning. And so, um, but I wanted to touch back, you said uh, something earlier about how important it is for the kids to know um, this uh, capacity, like like my oldest daughter, she's launching in, in right. you know, 570 days. And this has really been so key when you get your kids to know these things because it helps with the family conversations, those hard conversations that you as a parent have to say no to something or, you know, maybe they're having a friend issue and, you know, you need to step in and, uh, you know, especially with uh, social media today and all yeah. of this. And, you know, it, it helps with those things too, because in our home, and this is a touchy subject for some people, but in our home, we own the phones as a, as as the parents. Mm-hmm. The kids use the phones, and so everything that goes on in and out of that phone is is fair game for the parents. For now, see. I'm not going to yeah. share with the sisters, you know, that right. I can get, you know, but with the parents, and it is because, and they know this, it's because you guys you are in your training zone to adulthood right now and I can't help you and I can't um, guide you if I don't know what's going on. And it's not something like uh, where every day I'm like, so, you know, Susie said, blah, blah, blah. We don't bring it up. (laughs) Right, um, right. But we do know what's going on so that when there is some rifts, when there is, uh, you know, we start seeing some maybe not so good choices in their language on social or something like that, mm-hmm. we can come in and we could be like, so let's talk about this. And we have one-on-one time with them every single week. 
And those, those conversations can come up during that. So what's really going on? You know, um, let's talk about this or what have you. Um, and so them understanding that this is the six, they're in the 6570 is so important for the family dynamic and parents yeah. working with kids. Yeah. I, it's so true because th- then they understand the role that you're playing in this 6570 and that everything is coming from a place of love and nurturing. It's not about control. It's not about trying to make you you know, conform to anything or make you feel bad or punish you. We're in this together because I'm trying to help you go off into the world and have your own life and your own checking account and your own exactly. you know, spouse and you're going to have kids. <laughs> Probably all that. Hey there, super mom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step by step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So, at your ideal mom life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. when we were talking earlier and I said, you said two really powerful things. The first was that, you know, you're, you're kind of all in this together and that you can rely on the other people in your family because you're a family unit, a team. The other thing you said was you can get help and you can find a coach. Yeah. And I know this is something that, that you do yes. and that you have your discipline hackers collection coming out. So it, marrying those two things together, t- tell us more about that. Yeah. Well, you know, just going back, I think finding a, uh, I mean, I was a gymnast, uh, back a long time ago. I was a gymnast and, um, <laughs> I could do a car wheel still. Uh, um, but any, yeah. Hey, awesome. You know, ask me to do some, uh, anything backwards. No, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I can do a pretty mean cartwheel. But anyway, uh, my point is when you're going into anything, you don't think twice about getting a coach, right? Or you want to go learn piano. You go get a piano teacher, right? Right. You want to go to school, you get professors, uh, you know, or teachers and all of this. So we don't think twice about getting these teachers and mentors and coaches in certain areas of our lives, but in others, we really have like this stigma about it sometimes. Like a resistance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And again, with that comparison, you don't need to do it on your own. Hardly anyone, anyone does it on their own. Right. And so. Uh, I started looking into some, and what I started finding was this weird, like, one-size-fits-all, like, 
parenting coaching. And I was like, okay, that can't even work in my own house. Like all four of my kids are so different. I call them yeah. like four corners of a square. And I was <laughs> like, I can't even parent the same for each four of my kids, let alone how can my household parent the same as another household as another household. And so we started, I started really like dissecting that and understanding that you know, coaching is, is teaching. It's giving all the information, right? But then mentoring is when I can step into your story and apply that coaching into your story, into your mm-hmm. unique life. And, um, so that was why it was so important to me to be a coach and mentor when I started, um, so many years ago. And, uh, but yeah, so the Discipline Hacker Collection is coming out. It's going to be brand new. I love it. It includes, um, there's an actual guide, a physical guide. There is a masterclass in there on how to get your kid to discipline themselves so you don't have to, Hmm. um, is what that's called. And, you know, the point is not so you can sit on the couch and eat bonbons. The point (laughs) is so that, uh, you know, during, I, I have, uh, I teach a discipline spectrum, um, with all of my clients. And when they first come into the world, right, it's all a hundred percent parent led discipline because yeah. they're helpless, right? And all of that. Right. But, and then we go through this spectrum of different stages, but we want to get them to a self led discipline and leadership state. And most people, most, uh, young adults, 18, they actually graduate high school in a parent discipline state. And that's not good for their future. We want to get them that few steps further to self-led discipline and leadership. So that's why in this masterclass, I really talk about different steps you can take to get them to this, um, to uh, discipline themselves so you don't have to, right? You don't want to be disciplining your 30-year-old. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And then uh, I also have another part of leadership um, is resilience, right? So in, in leadership, there's really four parts. It's that discipline, self-led discipline. It's having vision. It's being uh, having vulnerability and also um, having resilience. And so when we can, again, mirror that resilience and what that looks like in the team in the 6570, then they will be able to have that resilience later and have all of these stories that they can be like, you know, when they're, I don't know, 21 and they're in class or what have you. And they're like, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. I remember when, okay, I know I can do this because I've done it before, right? Right. And so it's like driver's ed, right? You know, you don't give a kid a license and the first time that they're in the car and then expect them to just be great. You want them to have been through all the experiences that they possibly can. They've been through the rain and the snow and if you have snow, um, uh, and the fog, yeah, and the fog and the, you know, all these things before they get a license so that when they're on their own and they don't have you in the passenger seat anymore, they can know what to do. It's the same exact principle. I love that. It's that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And something I had, you know, you're right. We need to teach them how to engage in self-led discipline. And if you really think about that, like you, everybody has that friend in in college who like flunked out the first year because they had been so rigidly disciplined by their parents and they never were able to make choices yeah. by themselves. They go to college, completely run amok and then they have to pay for those consequences. So that's, I mean, I think that's just the most immediate tangible thing that came to my mind. That, was, thinking my, about. that was my freshman roommate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We all know somebody. Because their parents, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. Yes. Parents think they're doing the best for their kids by 
by having their thumb on them the whole time, but not realizing you're not teaching them how to make decisions. And when they go off to college, every decision is, is going to be theirs. What time they wake up, if they go to class, what they eat, who they hang out with, how much alcohol they drink. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. So we got to prepare them for that stuff. I, I think that's awesome that you are intentionally creating a tool for parents to be able to do that. And by the way, yeah, I don't know what bonbons are. Everyone talks about that, right? I'm not on the couch eating bonbons. What is a bonbon? Does anyone know what a bonbon is? I'm not even sure either. You know, it's just saying. I I picture it's like, uh, oh, there was a company, Nibbles or something like that. Someone had them, like Nestle made them a while ago and it was ice cream with chocolate coating around them. Yes. That's what I picture as a bonbon. I have no idea if that's right, but... It, that's exactly you were you're right. I remember those. They were like little Yeah. Yeah, with vanilla ice cream in them or yeah. sometimes <laughs> strawberry. I yes. There we have we have solved the world's mystery, everyone. <laughs> you heard it here first. That is what a bonbon is. Or at least defined it for ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> this has been absolutely amazing. I think that what you're doing is incredible. I hope people will check out the Discipline Hacker Collection and we'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can access it. And I just, I think all moms need, need to hear this. So if you're in day like 1,000 or, two, you know, 2,000, whatever, you're, I feel like this is such gold because you have so much time now to, to implement that, which is how I feel. And it, even if you're in day 5,000, 6,000, mm-hmm. you still have time to make a difference and really set your kids up for that unshakable foundation to launch from. This is really Absolutely. incredible stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if uh, they turn 18 tomorrow, imagine what what an impact it would be if you came to them and said, you know what? I know that we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to make sure that I give you as much as I can in order to go into life with. And I love you this much. And right. I mean, that is that would just be so impactful. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I'm just, I'm just I feel, I feel so blessed that you know, our paths cross and I got this information. Oh, same, same. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Nellie Harden. I hope that you took a ton of value from it, that you go right now and figure out where you are in your 65, 70 days, and that you take the action to set your kiddos up to launch from an unshakable foundation. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.